0: to be free, witnessing witness in the streets for justice and for peace, with masks on and in between, an image of a Christian's
1: knowing love and loss and pain, We're living life in and out of time, perspective skewed by age and mind, step by step
0: through the unknown, why still poke Hey, Dunker Punks, thank you so much for tuning in for this latest episode of the show. I have really been enjoying our new season so far, and I am really excited to be back with you for the first time myself this season, so that we can be sharing and hearing more stories of God at work in the world through God's disciples who are working for justice and peace, even when our world can feel bleak and scary. I am so glad today to share the story of two young adults in the Church of the Brethren who made a radical decision to put God and God's people before themselves. They set aside a year in their lives to come to Elgin, Illinois, and serve the denomination through Brethren Volunteer Service. Chad Witzel and Alton Hips are currently serving as assistant work camp coordinators where they are responsible for planning out the summer's volunteer service experiences for youth and young adults through the Church of the Brethren. I was especially eager to hear about their experience in BVS so far because I was in their shoes just two years ago. I also served in Elgin in the Youth and Young Adult Ministry Office through BVS, and my wife was in the position that they occupy today with the work camps. But I was also just fascinated to hear the plans that the work camp office is putting in place during the challenging time of COVID-19, because this is a moment when selfless service to others is as essential as it's ever been in our lifetimes is simply figuring out safe and effective ways to serve others is a big challenge that requires a lot of creativity. Chad and Alton have provided a delightful conversation between themselves about their experience in BVS so far, and they talk through the creative ways that they are responding to God's constant but ever more relevant call to serve.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Chad. And I'm Alton. And we are the Assistant Work Camp Coordinators at the Church of the Brethren General Offices this year. And today we're going to talk to you a little bit about BVS, uh, work camps, and our experience working at the General Offices um, as young adults in the church. Um, But first, we wanted to tell you a little bit about ourselves. So, as I said, I'm Chad. I'm originally from Easton Church of the Brethren in Easton, Maryland. I graduated from Bridgewater College in 2019 with degrees in accounting and finance. And then after graduation, I worked as a state auditor um, in Richmond, Virginia, before starting BVS a little over two months ago. So my experience deciding on BVS has been a long and winding one. Um, At YAC 2018, I was talking with some people about BVS and thinking about how I just loved my work camp experience a few years prior, and that it'd be so much fun to work at the offices in the work camp office. Um, after going to a wedding, actually last year of a previous BVSer in August, it hit me that I wanted to do something worthwhile and go on a new adventure while serving others instead of just working my life away, focusing on myself. And I'm Alton.
2: Uh, I'm a member at Bridgewater Church of the Brethren in Bridgewater, Virginia. I graduated from William and Mary this past May with degrees in geology and environmental science. I joined BVS to do something different. Um, I had spent a long time, most of my life focused on myself and working for myself, and in the end, I really wanted to take time to refocus onto work that is primarily focused on people beyond myself. And a year BVS was the way that I'm choosing to do that. Um, I had participated in work camps in the past, and they were really important in becoming who I am today So, it made sense to work with work camps for me. here today to talk in part about BVS. So, Chad, what is BVS, and where did it get its start?
1: Yeah, so, uh, a story that a lot of people may know, but may not know, is how BVS was actually started. So, in 1948, at the Church of the Brethren Annual Conference in Colorado, a group of young people offered a proposal to the wider church, uh, which was to create a volunteer service program for young adults. Now, at that point, youth and young adults in the church had already been volunteering in various ways for decades, giving up a year of their lives to serve in denominational work camps and civilian public service. Now, what they wanted was an organized program that would allow young people to volunteer for a year-long service position that would promote peace, prevent war, and be about justice in the world. So the young people did not have an official space on the agenda at annual conference, but managed to persuade the moderator to let the delegates hear their plan. So Ted Chambers was a 22-year-old, and he was selected to make the speech from the floor. And Ted was not a tall man, so when it was his turn to speak, he carried an orange crate down the aisle, climbed on top of it, and after the crowd finished giggling at the sight, made his proposal. And no one spoke in opposition, and when the body voted, they were unanimous in their support. BVS was born. Now, Alma Long was one of the young people present at that conference, and she remembers the excitement in the room. And she's quoted as saying, when the young people stood up and cheered, the whole conference was surprised. I remember that evening at suppertime, everybody was talking about it. It was a big thing. The Holy Spirit was just so in evidence. It was just like Pentecost, just like a football game. You could feel the power of God in that place. Now, much of BVS has stayed the same since that conference in 1948. From the beginning, volunteers participated in a long and intense orientation, served in a wide range of projects, working for peace and serving human need and lived very simply on a small stipend. Of course, over the years, BVS has changed, shortening orientation from the original three months to our current three-week system. Um, BVS has broadened the volunteer base, added projects, and grown geographically around the country and around the world. And since that point, thousands of volunteers have served through BVS, participating in an ongoing solution to the world's most deeply rooted problems and having life-changing experiences along the way. And so now that we've talked a little bit about what BVS is and the history behind BVS, Alton, I'm going to ask you a few questions that I think a lot of people may have about BVS, trying to just understand more about the process. So how long is a BVS placement usually? BVS placements are typically a year, but some international assignments are two years. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense of going international. It's easier to just stay abroad for a longer period of time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Where are BVS projects? You know, you said in, in the U.S., internationally, but where are some of these projects located? So BVS projects are
2: actually both in the U.S. and international. Um, there are projects in the U.S. from uh, Portland, Oregon to Texas. Um, there's ones with Brother and Disaster Ministries, where you move all around the country. Um, and, of course, there's the ones we're doing here in Elgin in, at the general offices. Um, there's also large communities in the U.S. and around the world. Um, there are projects in Northern Ireland, Japan, Nigeria, and others
1: all across the world. Oh wow! So there's really a good, um, a good spread of projects that a lot of people can have a lot of options where they want to go. Mm-hmm. We know that BVS, a big part of it is living simply and you know following this call to service and putting others above yourself. So, what kind of things are included in BVS? You know, what benefits are there? What's the stipend look like? Things like that. Uh, so. It
2: is a simple lifestyle, so there's a $100 a month stipend um, plus money for food, and the money for food depends on your projects, um, but they generally average between $25 and $50 per week for food. You can also receive help for a loan deferment um, while you're in BVS. Um, you also get housing while you're at your project, so you either live in a community house like we do in Elgin um, or in a housing situation provided by your project um, and some of those are
1: with other people. Some of them are by yourself. It really depends on where you're going. Okay. Yeah. So there's a good, uh, a good mix of housing options and things like that. So that's great. All right. So, yeah. So thanks, And So far, I answered some of these questions. Now, what if, what if someone wants to learn even more about BVS? You know, if they're really thinking about doing something like this, where should they look? Who should they talk to? You know, can you, can you speak a little bit on that? Sure. Um, you can find all this information that we've been talking about
2: um, on the website, Uh, which is brethren.org slash BVS. Um, There's also great information about the projects that are offered right now um, and a frequently asked questions section. So if you have a quick one, it might be there. Um, Also under uh, contact us, you can find pictures of both me and Chad, uh, as well as everyone else on, on staff here. And anyone would love to take your questions and try to figure out
1: what is best for you and BVS. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for speaking on that. And definitely if anyone has any questions, don't be afraid to reach out and we will be more than happy to work through this with you. Yeah. And Chad,
2: so obviously we are here in Elgin, um, working with the BVS staff. Um, but we are working on a kind of subset of service, um, that will happen this summer, summer 2021. Um, and that's work camps. So,
1: Will you talk a little bit about work camps? What are work camps? Yeah, that's a great question, Alton. Thank you. So work camps um are short term service opportunities that are administered by the Church of the Brethren. And so work camps allow people of all ages to serve at uh at sites all around the country and there's some even internationally, usually. And so participants serve together, uh meet new people and have such unique experiences. Um Yeah, and work camps, they're usually around a week long, and they allow uh, people to travel, serve at a new place that may be completely different from their home communities, and grow with each other, grow in themselves, and are able to just serve people.
2: Yeah, obviously, we both like work camps. Um, But what's happening this year with work camps? Since COVID-19 pandemic, we're in a, a new territory here. So what's happening?
1: Yeah, that is a that's a great question, and I guess what I could say is, as of right now, the work camp office is currently planning for the 2021 summer program. Uh, we're basing our decisions, you know, around COVID nineteen and um, around advice from national and state um, health authorities and things of that nature. Uh, We're making sure to keep the health of our participants and the greater world at the top of our priority list while we're planning. And so since we're recording this in September, um, we just released some tentative options for our 2021 Work Camp season. And we actually did, we, uh, we put out a survey to gauge interest in these different options from congregations, youth leaders, and even past participants themselves to see what people would be interested in. And would be willing to engage in for next summer. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the four options that we are tentatively planning. And so they're constructed in four different tiers. So tier one is service in a participant's local community, either by themselves or with members of their congregation. So participants will serve during the day um, for the whole week and then gather virtually in the evenings for devotions, activities, and things of that nature. Um, us here at the Workcamp office, we will help coordinate project sites for that local service and provide leadership during the virtual meetings, but we will not be traveling to these specific areas. Um, so yeah, that's, so that's tier one. Tier two includes also service in the local community, but with, um, other members of a congregation. So a congregation as a whole will can serve together and participants will again serve during the day. And then gather together in a socially distant manner in the evening for dinner devotions and other evening activities all participants will then return to their homes to sleep each night as a way of just ensuring this socially distance period of time even during the work camp uh, week and the work camp office will also be planning these weeks providing leadership um, for this tier as well but we will provide leadership in person Um, As of right now, it's what we're tentatively planning to be able to do. So tier three is service in the regional community with members of multiple congregations in the area coming together to serve during the day as well. Um, And then gather together in a socially distant manner again for dinner, devotions and evening activities. Also returning home to sleep each night. Um, and the work camp office will again be planning this week and providing leadership in person for this tier. So tier two and three are very similar. Tier three just includes multiple congregations from a specific area um, to serve together. And then lastly is tier four, which is the normal work camp experience in the past with participants able to uh, travel from all over to serve together at various sites around the country, and participants will serve, sleep, have meals, do devotions, activities, and have fun together for the whole week. Now, this tier four option is contingent on a possible vaccine and other factors surrounding the status of the COVID 19 pandemic um, by the time of next summer. So, all of these options in the end will be decided at the discretion of the Work Camp office and Church of the Brethren leadership. Um, but those are attentive options as of right now. And uh, just another thing to point out is another change that we're actually doing this year with work camps is all work camps will be intergenerational, meaning they will all be open to anyone that has completed sixth grade. Um, that's something different from years past. Usually we have junior high, senior high, a young, uh, an adult work camp, and then usually an intergenerational work camp as well. But because of the COVID-19 situation, we just feel as of right now, it'll be uh, better to make them all intergenerational. But even with that, there will still need to be advisors in all these work camps. That's not going to change, but we just want to make work camps more accessible and open for the strange year that is ahead of all of us. Yeah.
2: uh, Thanks, Chad. You put all that information in context for us there. Um, And I know it was a big chunk, um, so it is important to point out that you can find all that information on the website, brethren.org slash work camps, just to get a look on it on paper when will we know information like potential tier options and project sites costs? When will we know all that more for sure?
1: Yeah. So by the time this podcast will air, uh, more information should be released surrounding our tentative plans for 2021 work camps. Um, Hopefully we'll have out some cost estimates, potential project sites Uh, at that point. Hopefully we'll have our theme released. Um, So stay tuned for that. But again, all of this is, you know, very fluid and, can change over the course of these months up until next summer so yeah just stay tuned and follow us on social media follow us you know check out our website things like that um and be sure to stay in the know with us as we try to plan out this great experience for everyone next summer
2: seems like there's a lot of great stuff coming out here soon and um, a lot of big opportunities chad you mentioned all those changes um it must be affecting what you do on a day-to-day basis too. Um, So what's it like doing BVS during a global pandemic? And how does that work in the office exactly?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Alton. It's something that, it's definitely strange. So, you know, for me, I accepted this position in early March, and that was really before the pandemic expanded like it is now in the U.S. There were only a few cases, you know, people were not thinking it would still be going on by this time. And so for me, I was optimistic at that time. I was, I was thinking, oh, and, you know, in five months, by the time I start BVS, it'll all be over. Everything will be okay. We'll be fine. And obviously I was dead wrong, you know, and, and coming to BVS in Elgin was, you know, obviously about work camps and the work camp experience, the great experience I had um, doing work camp. And, but it was also about connecting with Church of the Brethren leadership and being able to grow in denominational life. Um, And since, you know, since we're not physically working in the offices as of right now, uh, to be honest, it's been kind of disheartening to just feel like a large part of this specifically Elgin BVS experience that usually happens for people is not, you know, unfolding as I thought it would have. Um, But, you know, we're still able to connect with staff members, you know, through Zoom and through, you know, other ways of speaking with people virtually on the phone, things like that. Um, But there's, you know, obviously there's nothing like walking down the office hallway and just kind of engaging in quick conversations with different kinds of people and just meeting and connecting. So it's, you know, it's definitely been hard.
2: Yeah, I I get that too. Um, It's been complicated to not hang out with people and and meet new people and and have connections with denominational staff and people around in the office that you work with, but don't work with every day. Um, But I also know for me, it's, it's opened up a lot of opportunities. Like we talked about work camps having tons of changes right now, um, it's really a great chance to kind of shape the future of what that means and how we do things in the future. Um, You know, we're kind of forced to try new things right now, and some of those things will stick and some of them won't. And it'll be really cool to be part of the group um, that's putting in new things that might stick and change work camps in the future, too.
1: Yeah, so that's interesting, you know, when you talk about changes and things like that and you know, how we can sort of shape this future going forward. And one thing that I know people have asked us, people ask um, a lot of BVSers that are working in Elgin and working at the offices, you know, what's it like being a young adult working at the Church of the Brethren General Offices? You know, how has that experience been? You know, can you give any, um, any insight into that? Well, it's definitely different being one of the youngest people
2: on calls, um, and especially right now where I don't see people in the office and I don't see them outside of big staff meetings. Um, I don't have a great connection with a lot of people um, just because uh, work doesn't require me to talk to them, and so I have to be intentional about talking to people that I don't normally work with. Um, it's also interesting to think of yourself as a leader. Um, that's not something I really think about much. <laughs> I don't really consider myself a like leader in the church, um, but I am, at the end of the day, in leadership for the denomination. Um, and so I do really feel respected in that way. Um, people do take your opinion seriously and really value what you have to say. And it's it's a different dynamic to be a leader in the church as a young adult than to just be a participant in the church.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's something I always think about. It's, you know, and, you know, kind of like you said, it's nice to know that, you know, these young adult voices are being included and being taken note of when making decisions that affect the greater church and something that a friend of mine um, always likes to point out. And I think it's a great way of thinking about it. Something that sticks out to me is a lot of people in specifically in the church of the brethren, but also in, you know, in, in other churches around the country and around the world, people always say that young people are the future of the church. And I get the point that they may be trying to make, But I think it's very important to just kind of flip that script a little bit and to instead say that young people are the now of the church. We're the present. You know, we're trying to be active. We're trying to be alive in denominational life and striving to help lead this church through changes. And it's just something that I think is important to recognize that we have a great young adult perspective and young adult population that wants to help, wants to wants to lead the church, you know, through these times and through these changes. And we have great insight. Um, So I think that's just very important to know that we're the now, we're the present. And, you know, if we keep actively staying engaged in the church, um, you know, it'll work out. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of
2: other young adults in leadership here, um, we live in a house with other young adults who are in leadership of the church. Um, So what does it mean to you to
1: live in the Elgin Community House Um, and how's that been going? Yeah, it's been, it's been great, you know? So we, we have four people here, um, Alton and I, and, um, and two others, and, you know, we each have our own rooms and, you know, we have a lot of space to do fun things together. So we, you know, we play a lot of board games. We all love board games. We'll watch movies or, you know, TV shows, um, eat good food. We all make meals, you know, each one of us will make a, you know, take one night, make a meal for everybody, um. You know, we like to go on little adventures as much as possible during this, you know, COVID nineteen era. Um, you know, we, you know, we've gone to the library. We got library cards. You know, and, and all we, I know, we all like that, especially you, Alton. Yeah, I got two books, um, but we're doing we're doing pretty good, I'd say.
2: Um, we have a pretty nice community, and we've been doing a lot of fun things together, and with always with communal living, it's about finding that balance between yourself and the community and your individual relationships with people in the community. And I think we're doing a pretty good job and it's always exciting and makes you think more about yourself.
1: Yeah. So, you know, kind of, kind of going back to, you know, our work right now in BVS and work camps. Um, so what are, you know, what are you doing for BVS specifically? You know, how, how are, how are you working, you know, on the BVS team, what kind of things are you working on that, you know, are helping you stay engaged on the BVS team, even during this, you know, this COVID-19 time?
2: Yeah. So we're, I mean, we are obviously working on work camps first and foremost. Um, and that takes the majority of our time, but right now with a lot of things up in the air, there's lots of questions that I can't answer and I just need to wait. And so we work on some other projects too. Like right now we're actually um, working on some recruitment stuff. Um, we're looking to partner and work with some congregations or youth groups to reach out and um, come virtually to a youth group meeting or to a Sunday school class and talk a little bit about BVS. Um, we often BVSers are um, just out of high school or college, um, maybe taking a gap year. Um, so getting that demographic when they're younger there and, and making sure that people stay involved and know BVS is an option Um, is important for the future of BVS. So that's what we're trying to do kind of in our our off time right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also, you know, kind of important to, you know, people always do think of BVS as, you know, post high school, directly post college. But it's also, you know, a lot of people may forget that you can do BVS whenever, you know, you can, as I did, I I worked for a year after college and then I decided I don't want to work right now and I want to serve. And, you know, I went back You know, after I'd already had a full-time job and am now serving, some people, you know, will do BVS in between job changes, in between career changes, or even, you know, in retirement. It's a great way to, you know, use your time and serve others. So I think it's important that BVS can be done whenever, and that's a great thing to remember. And you talked about, um, obviously,
2: that you quit your job to come do this. And so what are some of the things, what are some of the goals you have for your BVS year? Um, you must have something in mind there that made you
1: make this big switch. Yeah, definitely. So I think some goals, you know, just in general, is is to have you know a successful 2021 work camp season. You know, whatever form that may be, whether that means doing everything virtually or being able to have in-person work camps or somewhere in between. You know, I just want to make sure that we have this experience of serving others and growing you know in my personal life um, but also that work camp participants can grow in their personal life and yeah and I think it's great to uh, I'm excited to look for I mean I'm looking forward to connecting with church of the brethren congregations and individuals and leadership that are here in Elgin but also around the country you know throughout this year of connecting and that's just something that that will serve me well in the future I think is you know, being connected, having this experience of um engaging in denominational life that I think is just really important. But um Alison, do you have any goals that you have in mind specifically or? Oh well, mine's pretty similar to yours is definitely I definitely hope to have
2: work camps this year. Um and I think we are on track for that to absolutely happen. Um and we're doing the best we can right now um to try to figure that out, whatever that means for the summer twenty twenty one. And you mentioned the community aspect of, of the church and connections, and I've always really enjoyed that in the Church of the Brethren. I think we have a very strong Church of the Brethren community and connections through the countries, through different districts. Um, we have a strong tie to each other. And so I do hope, and hope to strengthen some of those ties with people I haven't met before um, to and with people that I have met before as I do work camps
1: and reach out to different parts of our denomination. So, Elton, um, I noticed that you said, you know, you were talking a lot about building community and strengthening connections. So, uh, I hear that there's a way that people can strengthen connections with the BVS house here in Elgin. So, how is how is that possible?
2: Well, the BVS house in Elgin here actually has an Instagram page now. Um, we are at BVS house Elgin, all one word. Um, you can follow us there and see what we're cooking for dinner, what we're doing this weekend, what game we're playing, um, trying to keep the house open
1: and uh, kind of demystify what happens out here in Elgin. Yeah, definitely. It's a great way to just, you know, kind of get the inside scoop and, you know, see how things work out here as we're, as we're taking this year of service and, you know, to not forget that, you know, we all can be called to service and, you know, in the Church of the Brethren, service is a spiritual practice. It's something that both of us have found important and we've chosen to serve in this way. And, you know, it's... It's kind of interesting to think about our role as assistant work camp coordinators and on the BVS team is, you know, our service is providing opportunities for others to serve, Um, you know, and finding a way for you to serve that is spiritually engaging and that, you know, will help you grow in yourself, whatever service that may be, is great.
2: Yeah. And after hearing us today or based on what you've already known, um, if BVS seems like the way that you want to serve, please reach out to someone um, on the website, brethren.org slash BVS. Um, There's a contact us page. If you email anyone there, they will find a way to get you to the right person and to work with you there. Um, Any kind of questions, please just let us know. Reach out. Um, That's a great way to get involved. If after hearing about work camps today, you feel that's a way that you feel called to serve, um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Check out the website. Brother.org slash work camps to see exactly what we're doing with our tiers. We went over them real quick here, but that's all written down on that website. Um, And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun announcements between recording here in September and when this comes out. Um, So you'll probably get to see those two, hopefully our theme and some other information about what exactly is going to happen.
1: Yeah. uh, Thanks Alton. So um, I think just a way for us to wrap up. um, We just want to say that we're very appreciative of being invited uh, to speak here on the podcast. And we're, we're so excited and happy about this podcast, you know, that it's able to amplify these young adult voices in the church of the brethren and really, you know, dive into the things that young people do care about, you know, peace and justice and service. And, um, you know, it's just been a great experience being able to be on here and yeah, so we're very thankful.
2: And hopefully we made you think about service in a new way or renewed your thought about service. Um, whether that's through BVS, through work camps, or through another method, um, the importance of service and the connection to the Church of the Brethren historically.
1: Yeah, and so uh, if you have any questions or concerns, um, don't hesitate to reach out to to either Alton or I, or anybody on the BVS team or the work camp team, or anybody here at the general offices. um, We would love to hear from you and be in touch with you. So thank you so much. Thank you.
0: My year in BVS was a really important year in my life. Like Chad, I came to BVS after a year of work, and it was intimidating to leave the security of having an income and a permanent job, especially with student loans hanging over my head, to then go and earn a stipend of only $100 a month to do service. My wife, Marissa, and I were also wary of leaving behind the independence that we had built up during our first year of marriage. We were used to living alone together. We had built up routines. We valued our privacy and our space. But going to BVS meant leaving that behind to go and live in an intentional community with other young adults. Moving to Elgin meant moving far away from family without the income to visit home frequently. It meant leaving behind many of the things we had assembled in our life together. But we heard a profound call to serve, and so we took a leap of faith. Like most people who go through it, my life changed during BVS. The trajectory I was on coming out of my year of service was vastly different from the one that I was on when I came into it. In truth, some of those transitions were already underway in my life. For instance, during BVS, I applied to law school and I started classes a few weeks after my service ended, but I did come to BVS already knowing that that was my path. During BVS orientation, I stayed up late every single night after everyone else had gone to bed so I could plunk away at my law school applications. But even if BVS didn't directly inspire that next chapter in my life, it nonetheless fundamentally altered how I approached it. BVS cemented my devotion to service and social justice values that have shaped the plans I have for my future and the plans I have for my law degree. BVS radically altered my relationship with money and material possessions. I like my creature comforts as much as anyone else, but I feel liberated from the pressure to make tons of money in pursuit of a wasteful and unnecessary standard of living. BVS taught me that I could do that. BVS pulled me back into the life of the church, rejuvenating my faith by kindling a greater sense of connection and appreciation for the denomination that I've often taken for granted. Not to mention that I could see the devoted disciples working in Elgin to serve the Church of the Brethren and its members. Sometimes I've taken them for granted too. That's why I'm so glad that we had Chad and Alton on the show today to talk about BVS. Because we are living in a moment when I constantly find myself looking around at the world and wondering what I should be doing. What can I do? I suspect that I'm not the only person who has been asking myself that question. Maybe you have too. While a lot of people have asked that question in a lot of moments of crisis and uncertainty, stretching back throughout history, the best answer has always been the same. Serve. service doesn't look the same for everyone God gives us different gifts and calls us to do different things really what I love about BVS is that the program gives you the chance to hear God's call in your life and find a way to serve that matches your deep gladness to the world's deep hunger to paraphrase Frederick Buechner I'm really grateful to Chad and Alton for coming on the show today and sharing their testimony of service. More than that, I'm grateful to both of them for serving. May their example be an inspiration to you to find your way to the service that God calls you to undertake. Be it through BVS or be it through something totally different. But maybe, just maybe, it is BVS. If you want to find out, Go to brethrenvolunteerservice.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of the podcast. The Punks podcast is a team of contributors from around the country whose deep gladness is feeding your deep hunger for stories of God at work in the Church of the Brethren and beyond. The episode team for this show included Chad and Alton, as well as Jacob Krause, who edits the show and creates our music, Suzanne Lay, who manages production, and I'm your host, Emmett Wachowski-Eldred. Arlington Church of the Brethren provides server space and sponsors the show, and we're really grateful to Honor Earth Peace for their support as well. You can find archives of the show on iTunes and online at ArlingtonCOB.org DPP. And you can also connect with the show on social media at DunkerPunksPod or by mailing us at DPP at ArlingtonCOB.org. Please stay tuned for our next episode, which will air in a couple of weeks. Thank you.